Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Titus chapter 1, verse 4. Titus 1, 4. To Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Lord. So for this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed you. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly, for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not giving to wine, no striker, not giving to filthy liquor, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able to, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exalt and to convince the gainsayers. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful already? In talking to Titus about establishing or appointing leaders in Crete, he said that these people, they should be blameless, husband of one wife, <laughs> having faithful children. Hey, so your children can, can make things disqualify you, pa not accused of riot or unruly. So that way riot is dissipation. Unruly means insubordination. I don't want to say disloyalty, but some way, somehow. <laughs> if you want to raise people, establish them, and make them stewards, leaders, people who work for the Lord, if you ever want to work for the Lord, you have to make sure that you don't bring division and you don't carry with you disloyalty. Are you here with me? If you are here, say, I'm here. Then he said, for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God. Verse 7. For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God. So we have learned that we are royal priesthood. And so whether we have put color around your neck, or not, you are already a bishop as far as Christ is concerned because he's made us able ministers. The title is not important. The functionality is much more important. Your nature is more important than your title. And if Christ says he has made you something, you have to walk in it. And so, yes, typically here, he's talking about leaders, elders who have to be appointed and established to run the affairs of the church and all of that. But in our contemporary time, under, under this grace that has been so much poured upon us, you don't need to be an elder to do the work of God. We have been called in Christ. 
And we have a responsibility to save the world. Praise the Lord. And tell somebody we have to get on it. So a person that God has left his work you know, for to continue and ensure that there is success um, with the work, that person must be blameless. And Paul is talking to titles that you should have the eye to make this assessment that the person is blameless, a husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of all these things. So as a great steward in the house of the Lord, you must be observant. You must be what? Now, that's a very sufficient level. Because even though it's important that you become observant, you'll find out that the things that Paul is enumerating there, not all of them are just physically quantifiable. So he said it should be blameless, possibly by the standards of the society, you'll be able to say, oh, this man is a blameless man. Then if he has one wife, you will know. Isn't it? These are very observable structures. Then if the children are well behaved in the community, you will also know. So being observable is natural. And if you are going to be a great steward, you should be somebody who opens your eyes and observe. Praise the Lord. Observe what is happening in the community, in the society. Observe what is happening around you. The flock God has given you, your family, your workplace. For you to be a great steward, when I enter into this church, I see most of the things that are not right. You are not wired to see that because you have not brought yourself to the place of responsibility that arises or falls on you. So, a typical church member is coming to just worship God, bless God, isn't it? But when I come and the basket is tilted in a wrong way, I say, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. When I come, because I have to bring my A game and, and produce it from the subconscious to the... In fact, my medulla oblongata should be working. All the reflexes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have to be at work. Why? Because I see it as my responsibility to ensure that there is excellence in the house of the Lord. Maybe at this point in time, this is not your responsibility. But for, for where we are going, it has to be your responsibility. If you are sitting on a chair and there is a piercing something on it, yeah, it's not the work of an usher. <laughs> it's going to choke somebody and they will not come back again. So you have to be observant. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody everybody has to be observant. What The excellence that happens in this space is not someone's job. God's work, God's service going in the way that he's supposed to go. It's not a particular person's work. Even though we've got departments and all of that. It has to be a collective effort on our part because this is the house of our father. Our ministry out there even though we have pastors, we have whatever we have, our ministry out there, it's not solely in the hands of the pastors. Everybody must come on board. Praise the Lord. And so when, 
A great attribute of a good steward is that you are what? Observable. You are what? I can't hear you. You are what? You are observable. Naturally, you have to be observant. And your observation must move from the natural realm to the supernatural realm. Because you go there and he's saying that this person must not be someone who is riotous or unruly. Now, to be able to check whether someone is divisive or disloyal, it's not just by what you see. You should be able to scan them as you are talking to them. Scan them from wherever they are. That means that a, a great attribute in this observation we are talking about is for you to be spiritual. It's for you to be what? So you to be able to decode people. You won't judge them, but you need to decode. Hello? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? There are signs people show that are symptomatic of disloyalty. Symptomatic of division. Symptomatic of chaos. That there are some people, they look so nice, but they are so destructive. One of the dangerous things we find in church has to do with destructive people who are generous. And because in Africa, many people are poor. It's very easy for a generous person to influence you in a negative way. And because most of us also come from backgrounds that we have not seen so much love. When a disruptive person appears to be lovely, they are also able to sway us. But sometimes, people do this with an agenda. Praise the Lord. So, you, you, to, be, to, to be a great steward, you need to be spiritual. You need to be spiritually observe what's around you, you know, beyond your physical observation. Because there are some things you will never be able to come to terms with if all you are looking for are physical signs. You know, Bible says that Jesus did not commit himself unto the people because he knew what was in their heart. You should be able to pick what is in the heart of people. When you get to people and they are loyal, you should know. If they are disloyal, you should know. If they are grounded, you should know. If they are not grounded, you should know. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, there are people in church, I get concerned when I see some new people getting closer to them because I know, I know they are influencers. And this influence is not going to inure to the benefit of Christ. Danger zone. You know. But I'm praying that after this series, all those people will be darling stewards for Christ. Say amen before I start looking in your direction. God have mercy. So it's important. So he says that you have to be able to notice all these things before you put these people in office. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Now, verse number 7 says that for a bishop, yes, should be this, as a steward of God. So, we know there is something such as the steward of God. So, God doesn't take care of his business now by himself physically. He's using us here on ground to take care of his business. That's why there is a need for stewards. Praise the Lord. Stewards, you are a caretaker. Uh -huh. As if it's your own. Even though 
You have been delegated to work. But you are working like it's yours. That's why it says it's required of us to, us to be what? Faithful. To be what? I can't hear you. To be what? Beautiful. Nice. So in verse 8, we, we, we see that it said, the person should be a lover of hospitality. A lover of good men. Sober, just, holy, temperate. Nice, pa. Holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught. That he may be able to buy sound doctrine, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. So all these things are qualifications that someone should have in order to be able to be a bishop. Yes. It's nice, but so imagine you are in a church where the pastor cannot preach or teach. He's not even a pastor in the first place. Makao, maka. Because, you see, when Jesus sent them, the most important thing he gave them is his word. He said, go preach. When you do that, other things will follow. The miracles don't make you a man of God. It doesn't save many people. Even when they get saved by miracles, they will backslide again. If they are not taught the principles of this God who has saved them, the truth of his word. And it's the truth that really sets people what? Free. That's why some people can be saved and they still practice their traditional religion. Yeah, yeah. There are elders in church who are also traditionalists. It doesn't take the miracle. There are people in parliament who are swearing by the Bible. They were born into Christian homes, but they practice other things. Why you say our own, we can't say your own. Who we'll say it, cry. So, but it's the word. You will see the difference between a man who is being washed by the word and, a, and one who is chasing after what Christ can give. It's so clear. Hello? And most people who are not serious will love to maintain some prophets and pastors in corners where they can go and shop with them. I need this. I'll go here. I need that. Oh, in a month, giving you 10,000. There's a small money. They are stealing the money. They're giving you. No, Charlie, we are all chopping it. So if it's the money, they will give you. But you have to know your core mission here on earth as, as a pastor. Praise the Lord. That's why we do church the way we do it. Because imagine, the Bible says that when Jesus returns, he will judge the church first. And the judgment of teachers will be somewhere, somehow, nice, bah. False teachers are even more dangerous than false prophets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you a wrong prophecy. There's no problem. If it's misapplied, it doesn't happen. You can be angry for a while. But if I falsely teach you and you catch a virus, that devil and God, they are the same. Boy. Eh? As for prophecies, they will fail. So when a prophecy fails, no hala. But if I teach falsehood, oh, you boy. That's a serious matter. 
That one, when you get there on the day of the rapture, when they rapture the saint and you are left here, the dragons will come for you. I said, the word is not dragon. The word is what? Dragon. Dragon. So, it's so serious when you peddle falsehood. In the Ten Commandments, is there. Don't bear false witness. The Lord says he will never leave himself without a witness. So, if you are left as a witness and you are bearing false witness, then you are not a servant of God. You two, you two, a small matter has come now between you and your friends now. You are lying through. Hey! To me, the word drink crowd fabricate I was there, and so you and I were not what? There. So now, there's something I want to point out to you. So, because these are things for the, this thing, I, I don't want to be say, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught. One of the things that you have to do, or you have to attribute, you have to walk in as a, a steward of Christ, is to hold fast. To do what? The faithful word as you have been taught. As, because why is the teaching there so important? Because no one naturally wakes up being a good steward. You don't naturally wake up being a good husband to your wife. Or a good wife to your husband. You don't naturally wake up being a good pastor to your flock. Hello? It doesn't come like we are not born like that. It is something that has to be nurtured through teaching. So if you be a good marketer, you have to be taught. At, when you are scaling up, you see that you need a lot of capacity building. True or false? Yeah, yeah. You need more. More than would teach. <laughs> That's why they will teach you how to dress. How to talk. They will teach you how to praise the Lord. I'm preaching, but it looks like I'm not preaching. How come you are there and the work of God is failing in your hand? It's just because you are not faithful to the word you are being taught. Simple. The work of God will fail in your hand. Even your own marriage will fail in your hand. If you don't hold faithful God's word, that comes to you on a daily basis. As I'm preaching like this, because we will crack and we will laugh and all of that. There's a tendency for you to think that the pastor is a comedian. He's very humorous. It's, look, that's by the side though. The real thing is that this guy here standing here, it's a vessel of God. And God is speaking through him to you. And the word God wants you to hear is what he's telling you. Praise the Lord. 
And your job, you should, you should imagine where I'm standing like Moses standing on the mountain with smoke coming out. And God speaking through Moses, my children. It's a spectacular one. Praise the Lord. With my beard long like that. Black hair, white hair. Yeah, with rope. I'm coming with chalet dumbbells. God is talking. God is speaking. Hold fast. Hold fast. Why? Because there's an exam to write in this life. That whether you like it or not, at time, if it has not come, will come where you have to render an account for the children God has given you. Praise the Lord. For the spouse God has given you. For the flock, the sheep. The small, small people we say, call and make sure they are in church. Oh, you will render account. Paul said that, that your blood will not be on my hands. So if you don't hold fast, we teach. It passes here, it goes here. It passes here, it goes here. It passes here, it goes here. You find out that when you are thrown into the field, then you will now be wondering, eh, what was pastor saying? Po? How do we do it? This report, trying to say, blah, blah, blah. That's why you see a secretary is there. He doesn't know how to do the call work. Because whilst they were at the training, was not paying attention. Hello? Then they have brought a new software in your workplace. You are five. Three and a half know how to deploy the software. You and some half person don't know how to do it. The problem is not with who taught. The problem is it's like we know where it is. Hello? You need to pay attention. Tell somebody to pay attention. And hold fast. Be faithful to what you are being taught. Tell somebody to be faithful. I don't think we teach anything strange in this church. You are intelligent people. When we start teaching strange things now, find your way because you want to go to heaven. But if we are teaching the word of God and saying, now hold fast. The word, the faithful word, this word is faithful. Me, I can fail, but the word doesn't fail. Hold fast what you have been taught. It's a problem when you have been taught certain things and you go back doing against those things that you have been taught. Because every teaching is a remedy to some things. Praise the Lord. As a pastor, one of the things that frustrates me is people we have trained who behave some way. Ah, now wow. allow common, you know, whatever people to do, whatever the bad people, you are a pastor, you are whatever, whatever. You start behaving some way. And for all the years we have been here, I keep telling people that if we have not built capacity for you, we can't even task you. We can't even demand certain quality of life from you. But if we have trained you, oh, let us see that you are trying. Let us see that you are what? Trying, not just, you just throw away your training. Like there's riot, a policeman is trying to disperse the crowd and he's not shooting in there, he shoots like this. Are you, are you, what is, what is wrong with you? That's not your training. That one must go to jail for life. Because you are a killer, the training has not been able to, to turn around. 
Why do you shoot like this? Instead of like this. So that, that's frustrating. And God, I believe, doesn't like it also. For instance, I always say that if a pastor sleeps with a girl in church, it's not a girl's fault. Even though the girl may have charmed the pastor. But the pastor, pastor, you should know better. Because it doesn't take just this for God to raise someone as a servant. You have to go through the fire. And so this one is bringing her charming, charming self. There's no problem. The fire you have gone through must make you go over that kind of temptation. So if you don't and you go and do whatever you do, then you come and say, again, again, the Bible says you are overtaken by your own what? Youthful last. In a week, you need to pretend that. You need to pretend that. You need to pretend that Christ is not. And to answer some chemicals, and so bad thema, or be ground zero, no. Yeah, and then the the musa, we are pastors, no, we are come and no, we are the tester. Oh, Ukraine, so oh, Joe boy. She is free to admire, but it takes two to tango. And the pastor must represent God well. Praise the Lord, because this one is carnal. You are supposed to be spiritual. There are attributes of a good steward. You should, be, if Bible says run from fornication, run from adultery, run. The word is run. Praise the Lord. The other thing is resist. Sometimes you resist by running. Hey. Then you, you didn't run. You two, you didn't fight. <laughs> you are there and I say, soon, soon, pe. Ka kum kum. You are, you are not there. It means that the, the multifaceted grace of God that has been deposited in your container, you are taking them for granted. Hello? It's important that you hold fast. Look, we are going nowhere if we are not faithful to the word of God. Why is that important? Because challenging times will come. And you must be faithful to the faithful word. Or else you will be changing, sir. Every time there's a challenge. By the time you know you are in the shrine. Yes. Because you are not faithful to the word you are being taught. Myself, teaching, teaching, teaching all the time. You know, the thing is that when you keep cooking, 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 at some point you have to eat the food. So the pastor will be tried by the same word he preaches. Whether I pray, I fast, or I don't pray, I don't fast, or we are all children of God. There's no adult of God. The word I preach, you will try me. Hello? Or the protein for the customer is different from the, the, the one who sells the food. No, 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 no. 
And we all need it. Yeah. One day Elijah was running. He went into the cliff of a rock, into a, a, a cave. And the angel came and said, what are you doing here? You have been telling people to stand for God. You are running. Come and eat food. <laughs> eat what you have been cooking for people. Every time you have been telling people that they should stand for God. They should, Why are you running? Eat and continue your journey. Some good, most good cooks, eh, they are not good eaters. And you are, I'm preaching. We are living epistles. <laughs> are you here at all? And some things are caught more than taught. So in your house, your children will be watching you. You say that, don't, don't do this. Don't do. If you are doing it, forget about don't do. <laughs> forget about don't do. The thing can come alive right now. Yeah, forget about don't do. That's why you see me here. I'm like a boy here. But we are all boys and girls for Jesus. And we have to work for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, be faithful to the faithful word. That you are taught. Not the one that you are hearing in the air somewhere like that. Because when God wants to teach you, he, know, he knows where to take you to. And you can be hearing things that are not constructive in other spaces. But you have to ask yourself that question. Did God send you there? Why are you bothering yourself? With what? Whether there is, they said there is Adam had Tillit and all those things. I don't know. Is it in the Bible? Have you seen Tillit in the Bible before? Whoa. Some people can go and read some things, non canonized books, and come and say, I said they are saying some powerful things on radio. Hey, Papa, you're deep. Or a deep. Who may hear our depth to her? Like, what is the value of salt water? Is it normal saying like, like what's the value of that, that, that salt water? Like, what is the value of it? There's nothing in it. <laughs> For spiritual matter, salt. If God says, listen, if God says, pray over salt and do A, B, C, D, and the enemy, and if Jesus spat on, 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 on clay and uh, mixed it and healed the, the blind man, God can actually use anything to do what he wants to do. But it cannot be a doctrine. No. That anytime you see somebody mad, you say, give them kubensio. What do you, what, like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean? God may have used it at one point in time. But if you, ha you have to go back to that, he has to tell you again. Hello? Because it doesn't have scriptural basis in doctrine. 
So when, when you are following people like that here and there, they will throw you out of your faith. And as a good steward, you have to keep your faithfulness to the word of God. To the what? To the word of God. When your health is challenged, you better die in your room or in church than in shrine. At least you go to heaven. Hands we are matchable. So you don't look for healing any, anyhow, anyhow, and then you are in an occultic house. No, it doesn't have to happen that way because we are down there. And Charlie, I could find in a kind of say, all die be what? Die. One day, whether you like it or not. Oh, Charlie, you will come, you say, keep us house, keep us house, and I pass Francis in New York. But I will finish you. I will run my race. My joining heavenly cloud. You know. Make sure you are also finishing your course. Tell somebody I will finish well. I can't hear you at all. Tell somebody I will finish well. I and tell somebody it looks like you are late, mom. I won't see papa. papa. You have not started well. It's like you have started, you have not started. Make sure you start this, you know. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.